This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Debbie Albert, Senior Vice President for Patient Care Services and Chief Nursing Officer of NYU Langone Health in New York City. Debbie, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you, Laura. It's wonderful to be here. Well, fantastic. Before we jump into the questions, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your background? Yeah, hi. Uh, so my name is Debbie Albert, as you mentioned. I'm right now at New York Langone Hospital. I've been here since uh, middle of April 2020. So that was right at the peak of the pandemic here in New York City. It was a, certainly an interesting time to join the organization. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. But I'll tell you, I started my career in Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic, and really uh, started there as a nursing student and followed a pretty traditional path throughout my career and time there. What I would say most about that uh, time is that I just was given the opportunity to learn and grow and do, do so many things and really learned the value of just saying yes. And I mean saying yes to opportunities that present themselves because you just never know where those opportunities will take you. I then spent a, another segment of my career uh, at University of Chicago, most recently uh, having left there to come here. And so, uh, you know, that was another amazing academic medical center. And what I've learned about myself is that really academic medical centers play such a vital role in our healthcare system and just bring together the tripartite mission of education, research, and then the clinical care and how really those three pieces come together to really form the foundation of what healthcare is and what our communities need. Got it. And thank you so much for telling us a little bit more about yourself and your background. I think it sounds like you've been able to work with three very big institutions, so I'm excited to learn from you. Um, now, I know you just mentioned that you joined NYU Langone Health recently, but could you tell us a little bit about your points of pride there? Yeah, sure. So first, I would tell you that, you know, we are truly an integrated uh, academic medical center with uh, six inpatient care facilities, as well as then over 350 ambulatory sites. So let me say off the bat, I've not yet learned everything there is to learn about New York Langone. But what we I uh, believe are most proud of is our clinical outcomes and really a very heavy focus on patient safety and quality. And you know, uh, as I mentioned, I joined the organization during the peak of the COVID crisis. And really because of that, I had the opportunity to spend some unstructured time during my onboarding. And really I spent that time up rounding in all of our patient care areas. And I would tell you that I really saw that focus on quality and safety up close, personal and in action. <clears throat> And by that, what I mean is that really as I rounded, it was an opportunity uh, to continue to harvest best practices and then disseminate that throughout our system. And I saw the other senior leaders as well as our clinical teams doing that every day, sometimes every hour, as we continue to learn more about the care of the patients um, uh, you know, as the pandemic progressed on. The other thing that I would say that uh, we are very proud of here at Langone is uh, really our support for our staff. And really, I would say that for me, I saw that play out in a couple of ways as, as I joined the organization. And again, in particular, as it relates to the COVID crisis, the support for the staff took a couple of forms that I, I saw. And one was just making sure that our staff were safe. And by that, I mean safe 
from supplies, equipment, PPE, but also safe uh, to have the opportunity to talk about what they were going through and process that because it truly was an unprecedented time in our healthcare, certainly in my 30 plus years, never having lived through anything like that. So to provide the psychological safety to process was very important. There was also such a commitment to then keeping our staff whole, and by that I mean even financially whole. So we looked for a lot of ways to keep our staff working and engaged either in direct patient care or in support of that process. Even if their original home department was closed, we then provided cross-training opportunities so that everybody could continue to be productive and in service of the organization. So those are the two things that I, I think uh, the organization is very proud of and I really saw come to life when I joined. That's fascinating to hear about just, like you said, uh, joining the organization in the middle of the pandemic, being able to see how they're able to provide great patient care. And then also looking at the caregivers, making sure that they're in a place, you know, mentally, emotionally, and financially that they can continue providing care as much as possible and really be a big part of the organization. What do you think? Yeah. What are you seeing with COVID-19 now and how have your strategies evolved for mitigating it? You know, fortunately, uh, we are at a stable state, I'll say, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure we can call it exactly wave two, but, you know, we went through a a nice quiet period there over the summer, but then, like the rest of the country, saw it come back in the winter, and we are, as I mentioned, now starting to stabilize out, and so one of the things that we've done uh, is really very closely monitor that volume because the needs have changed uh, as the pandemic has progressed. So, you know, in the spring for us, we were really one big uh, ICU hospital focused on COVID patients. Well, this go around because we saw the impact of having to delay or cancel any non-COVID care, we've worked really hard to keep access uh, to the rest of our community open. And so surgeries have continued, the ED has got a separate COVID area, but then we've continued a robust um, access for our community there, as well as then offering access through telehealth and our ambulatory sites. So because we saw the impact of uh, having patients delay care during the spring, we very much focused on keeping that open this wave. What that has meant though, as you know, I mentioned we had uh, nurses and staff redeployed in the spring. We've had less of that opportunity in this wave. And so we've had to look for other uh, groups of staff to help us in the care of the COVID patients. And so some of the specialized teams that we put in place in the spring, such as a proning team, our Family Connect team, which really provides uh, communication between the patient, the caregiver team, and the family with our limited visitation. Uh, Those teams have had to be reimagined with different caregivers because uh, business as usual has continued on. You know, fortunately, we've also this uh, winter and now uh, going into the beginning part of this year, uh, the demands have also changed in that we really have stood up a pretty robust testing capacity as well as um, vaccination for our own staff, our patients as they come in for pre-procedures, and then our inpatients. And so we've had some new demands uh, come at us, especially from a nursing perspective, but it really is reflective of where we're at in progression with the pandemic. So it's been, it's exciting because you know, it's the end of uh, the light at the end of the tunnel coming. 
Got it. Yeah, that is really great to hear after this past year, you know, to, to see that perhaps there's a little bit of relief coming in and returning to whatever the new normal would be. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to ask you about leadership. What are three pieces of advice that you would give to emerging leaders today? Hmm, gosh, that's a great question. And so the first uh, piece of advice I would say is to know yourself. And by that, I mean, know your motivation for going into leadership and what drives you. I would say also part of that is knowing your core values, because I think part uh, one of the most important parts of leadership is being able to not just articulate your core values, but then stay true to those, even when there are difficult times. In fact, probably not uh, even when, but actually more importantly, when there are difficult times. And then the last part of knowing yourself is to know your triggers. And by that, I mean, as human beings, don't we all have those triggers where we just uh, feel ourselves react emotionally? But I would say being able to manage that is uh, very important as a leader because a big piece of what we need to be able to do is to provide a safe space for our teams to be able to tell us not what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. And in order for that to happen, the team needs to feel safe. And so as a leader, being able to monitor, manager, manage your own triggers and emotions really creates that space for the team. The other piece of advice I would give is to know when to ask for help and not to be afraid to surround yourself with people smarter than you. You know, I grew up in a time when the leader was supposed to know everything and never make a mistake, but that's just not possible. Uh, it's not reality when we're dealing with people. And so knowing how to, when to reach out to help and honor the wisdom of the team is really important because we live in a, such a complex time in healthcare that we really need more opinions, more voices and values at the table to really help inform us. And then the last thing I would say to any leader is just know that you're committing to lifelong learning. Again, healthcare is complex. Uh, the needs of our patients and our staff and teams continue to evolve. So, uh, you know, I think it's really lifelong learning and, you know, continuing to evolve our practice and our knowledge base is what keeps us current and contemporary. Well, fantastic. Debbie, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a great discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Great. Thank you so much.